ready to receive this money. Amen. The way we have answered, it doesn't show we are ready to receive. I am, I am. If you are ready to grab it this morning, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. The Lord will meet you at your point of expectation in Jesus' name. If you came here expecting nothing, I pray you will get something. Amen. Romans chapter 8, verse 11. Romans 8, 11. Romans 8, 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies Hallelujah. by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Amen. That passage talks about the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead. See, it doesn't just say, it doesn't just talk about the spirit that raised Jesus. But the spirit that did what? Raised up. That's very important. That's very important. You know, that's why when Jesus stood at the tomb of Lazarus, he didn't say Lazarus received life. He said Lazarus do what? Come forth. In other words, receive life, get up from where you are, and do what? Come out. That's why it's important that this Bible talks about the spirit of him that raised up Jesus. Jesus was in the grave for three days. And he did a lot of things during that period. But the key thing for us this morning is that he was raised up. And because Jesus was raised up, we're going to be looking at a few things which I call the implications of his being raised up. Actually, the topic is the Holy Ghost of Resurrection. Amen? Amen. So, because Jesus was raised up, Number one, which is the obvious, he's alive. Tell somebody he's alive. The Bible tells us in Luke chapter 24, from verse 5 to 7, that the disciples that went to the tomb, they were afraid. When they saw the angel, they bowed their face to the earth. And anyway, they spoke to them and said, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He's not here, but he's risen. Remember how he spoke unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of the sinful men and be crucified. And the third day rise again. Now look at verse 8. Verse 8 says, And they remembered his words. There are some things you need to remember that you have forgotten. Because we are in the presence of God this morning. Begin to remember in Jesus' name. Amen. I said begin to remember in Jesus' name. Amen. There are some dreams you have had that are supposed to set you for future, for your future. Remember the dream of Jacob? Remember when Jacob had that dream about how to make the, the, the cattle of Laban to bring the desired offsprings that would prosper him? Those dreams that God gave you that you have forgotten, begin to remember them now in Jesus' name. Because he is alive. Because he's alive. And he lives for your dominion. In Matthew chapter 28, from verse 5 to 6, we see the same thing repeated. The angel answered and said unto the woman, 
Fear ye not. Tell somebody, fear ye not. He said, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here. He is risen as he said. Come and see the place where the Lord lay. When the Holy Spirit intervened in the affairs of Christ, after he had been crucified, he said, no, you cannot remain here for long. The appointed time for you here is just three days. And even within the three days, the Bible makes us to understand that he did some things. But that's not what we are emphasizing today. So the Holy Spirit raised him up. And the, the, the disciples were made aware that he is alive. And do you know what, brethren? Because Jesus is alive, there is hope for you. Amen. I said there is hope for you. Tell somebody there is hope for me. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 16 to 20. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 16 to 20. The Bible says, if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. If the dead do not rise, then Christ is not raised. Now, if Christ is not raised, your faith is vain, and you are yet in your sins. Then those who are falling asleep in Christ are perished. And then the Bible says in verse 19, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Thank God we are not miserable. Amen. Thank God I am not miserable. He said, but now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruit of them that slept. He is the first fruit of them that slept. He lives because of the Holy Spirit. By that same Spirit, you shall live. Amen. I say, by that same Spirit, you shall live. In John chapter 11, verse 25, John eleven twenty five, 25, Jesus said unto her, John eleven twenty five, 25, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Though he were dead. So the death is a past tense. The life is in the present. You will live in Jesus' name. I say, when, when we say you will live, I'm not just saying you will breathe. It's only to breathe. It's another thing to be alive. I said you will live in Jesus' name. That's why Jesus Christ said, I am come that you might have life. And have it how? He didn't say that you may have it abundantly. He said more abundantly. I want to give you life that exceeds your expectation. No matter how short your time on earth is. And brethren, if you live to be 150 years old, it's still short. Is it not? It's still short compared to eternity. And I know many of us, by the time we are 100 years old, if God says, my son, do you want 50 more years? Yes, so. If God gives you that choice, do you want 50 more years when you are already 100? I remember Gio, somebody, some people were praying for the Gio, or is it that, and they were saying, ah, you will live to be 80. He said, amen. You will live to be 90. He said, amen. You will live to be 100. He started looking at them. Then they say, you will live to be 120. He said, ah, have I offended God? When you have worked on earth, there comes a point in time that you look forward to your reward. There comes a point in time that you want to go and rest. One of our pastors was sharing with me just during this week when I went, we went for the burial of another pastor. And he was saying there was a time he was sick. And while he was on the hospital bed, he just found out that he found himself, it's like he was uh, at the, at the uh, what do you call it? A place where there are two roads. 
Yeah, there were two roads. One, of course, is the very broad road. The other one is the very narrow road. And then he saw someone that came to him. But you can see that that, that narrow road, you could even see the goodies at the end. So somebody came to him and said, and listen, this, this is very important. He said he was asked two questions. Are you holding grudges against anyone? That's the question he was asked though. He said no. Is there anyone that has offended you that you have not forgiven? He said no. He said the angel now said to him, it's true. You are not holding grudges against anyone. And it's true. There is no one that has offended you that you have not forgiven. But your time is not yet come. Go back. He said, ah, he said, but I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back. But the angel said, no, your time is not yet. Do what? Go back. He was in the hospital. He said it was when he now came back to life that he realized the gravity of the illness that took him to the hospital. But of course, from the moment he came back, he was healed. But there's one thing you need to take note of there. That angel asked him, the person I'm talking about is a friend of mine, he's one of our pastors. That angel asked him, Are you, is there anybody that has offended you that you have not forgiven? You know, we're discussing in Sunday school this morning. <laughs> Be angry, but sin not. If you think you're, you are justified because somebody offended you to keep the anger in your mind, if you die, every, all your effort, all your activities is in vain, you are going to hell. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. You better forgive. Some of us, it's not even an outsider we have not forgiven. It is your husband. It is your wife that you have not forgiven. And the person you have not forgiven may not even know. The person will ride an express train to heaven. And then you just see that you are eating your life. I say, ah, but this cannot be true. I say, but it's true. You are holding grudges against so and so. You have not forgiven so so and so. That will not be your lot in Jesus' name. He said, He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. In John chapter 14, John chapter 14, verse 19, he says, Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more, but you see me because I live, you shall live also. Amen. Brethren, he's alive. And because it's alive, life is your portion. Amen. He said in verse 20, At that day you shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. Do you know that all that Jesus did on earth was because God was in him? Is somebody with me? So what does that mean? It means if Christ is in you, all that he did on earth, you can do what? You can do. That's why in John chapter 14 verse 12, he said, greater works than these shall ye do. Brethren, we have the ability. The problem is that we have refused to do. Tell somebody, rise up and do. It's very, we have the ability, we have the grace, we have the unction, we have everything we need. If Christ is in you. I want us to rise on our feet. We still have a few more minutes, but let's rise on our feet. We are going to pray. We are going to pray. We are going to pray. You say, Father, fill me with your life. Open your mouth and pray. Fill me with your life.